Welcome to the King of Glory Lutheran Church Education Podcast. We are a Christian community of faith located in Williamsburg, Virginia. For more information, please visit us on the web at kogva.org. Good morning, everyone. So, um, if you haven't signed in, I'll, I'll pass this around so you can sign in. I'm trying something new today, so I passed out the readings ahead of time. Um, so that if um, you would like to read, then, uh, I don't know, I just want to try something different. I'm at, that's just kind of what I do. Um, just give it, a, give it something new a, uh, a try. Um, so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 13 today, really 12, 31 through 13. So we're going to, um, we're, that's where we're going to be today. I will have it up here on the screen. I am working on new Bibles for us, um, and maybe some large print ones, because I know that these are incredibly small. If you bring your own Bible, that's great. Um, you know, you don't have to use the ones here, or if you use it on your phone or tablet, that's fine as well. Uh, today, I'll be using uh, the NIV translation again, so if you are in a different translation, again, that's fine. We, It's good, it's fine. Yes, Pastor. You know, Todd put together the um, King of Glory whatever you call it. The app. Yes. It's a wonderful Bible. The Bible is on that. Oh, it is oh, great. It is really, it really is. good. Thank uh, you for that. Just yeah. download it, um, King of Glory app, and, and the whole Bible is there. It just works out very, nice. very well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, if you have not downloaded the app yet, you really should. It's beautiful. I know you probably can't see it from here, but there's... Uh, right here is the 8 o'clock worship service. Here's the 9.30. Here's the 11... This is the Sunday morning Bible service or Bible study Wednesday. Um, so they're kind of color coded a little bit. Uh, the Bible is on there. You're right, Pastor. The news and notes are on there, um, so you can have that all at your fingertips. And um, Kara's pictures on there too. My pictures yeah. on there. Yes. Yeah. My we're all on there too. Yes. Now we know life. Exactly. Yes. So thank you, Pastor. That is good. But, but the Bible. The Bible is really good. Yeah. Is the Bible is really good. Yeah, that I forgot about that. Thank you, Pastor. What version is it? I don't know. I don't know. The King of Glory. Yeah. Sometimes we call it the King of Glory version. Uh, so, yeah. King of Glory or KOG? King of Glory. Okay. King of Glory. You just put that in. If you put that in, then King of Glory Lutheran comes up and you see our symbol. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's through the app store. Correct. Yeah, through, through the app, the app store. store. Yep. Yeah. And also, um, the calendar is on there as well, and, and the different calendars. So, you know, especially if you come on a Wednesday night um, and you're trying to find out where you're supposed to be, because sometimes that happens, we switch rooms, you can see that on there as well. I usually stream everything through the app now, um, or, or Facebook, but um, especially on my phone. When I'm driving places, if there's a Bible study, I'll just put it on so I can hear it. Um, so I hear a lot of Wednesday morning Bible studies if I'm out and about, but it, it works really nicely through the app, uh, more so than anywhere else, I think. So thank you for that, Pastor. So, yes, yeah, so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 12, 31 through 13, uh, 13 today. And um, I have three different people who said that they would read. You have a little slip of paper. You can read it in what, whichever translation you have there when we get to that. Um, this morning, we're going to be talking about what is love. Actually, we're going to be talking about this up until Debbie Ward's 
um, Bible 101 study in a couple of weeks. How many of you went to 8 o'clock already? Okay. Well, we won't spoil too much, right, for those that haven't gone yet. Um, But uh, what is love is our theme for the month. It was going to be um, what's love got to do with it. Uh, but then it didn't fit all on there. But What is Love is also a popular 80s song. Um, so if you don't know it, uh, listen to it, and then that will be in your head pretty much all, all month of February. Um, as I said, my name is Tara Wolf, and I'm excited to be here with you today. If we could just go around very quickly and say our names so that everybody can hear uh, your name, that would be great. Let's start over here, and we'll snake around. Alan Davis. Linda Davis. Steve Quick. Steve Quick. Elizabeth Keller. Linda Winterhoff. Warren Winterhoff. Dean Whitehead. Angie Whitehead. Barbara Strath. Oli Olson. Jean Partlow. Claire Partlow. John Giffen. Janet Giffen. John Brooklyn. David Barber. Brent Robley. Jody Wallace. Bill Wallace. Tom Weaver. Pat McDermott. John McDermott. <coughs> All right. And Pastor and Judy, Ke- Judy Keener. And... Mike, I'll just say your names for you, if that's okay, as you come in. Uh, come on in. Yes. No, no, no. We started late. Eight ended. Not late. There is no late for eight, unless it's 9.30. Um, but, but it was, you know, we had a lot to do this morning. Um, so, Oli, welcome back. We're excited that you're here. Um, Brent, we're saying goodbye to you today. Today, right? Today's your last day. Uh, so, um, yeah, so welcome back. God's blessings on your new endeavor, Brent, and we'll, we're happy to have you have had you here. All right, let's open it in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of your blessings, especially the blessing of life in you, um, in your son Jesus, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to come together and learn more from your word. Lord, help us learn today um, what love is, what you define love as, and how that can um, be shown in our lives. Be with all of our um, friends on our prayer guide, Lord. We thank you that Oli is back with us. Um, Lord, we pray blessings on Brent as he goes from here um, back uh, to South Carolina. And Father, we pray that all who would hear your word today would take it deep into their hearts and um, Holy Spirit, that you would work in everyone's hearts and minds so that uh, when people see your followers, Lord, they see love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We are talking about love today. Um, Paul's going to define love for us, but firstly, I would like you to play this little game I'm calling What's That Sound? Um, <laughs> So I'm going to play a sound, and you're going to tell me what you think it is. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard, but we'll see. Baby. Baby. A baby crying, crying right? Uh, all right. Baby crying. All right. See if you can identify this sound. Recorders. Yeah. The recorder, right? Okay, I won't subject you to that any longer. What's the difference between hearing a crying baby, um, maybe that's yours or that you know, and hearing a crying baby that you don't know? Responsibility. Responsibility, okay. You can recognize it. You can recognize it, okay. Relief. Relief? <laughs> not my child, right? <laughs> nope, that cry's not mine. Um, what's the difference between hearing a recorder played by children you know and that you have to go and watch and 
um, maybe hearing that uh, that was just on here. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Responsibility. Responsibility. There's no emotional attachment. No emotional attachment. Yeah. So I'm going to go venture even to say annoyance, right? Um, <laughs> recorders are not, I mean, God bless every single music teacher who has to teach the recorder, right? That's where it all starts, and thank God for them. Um, responsibility is sometimes tied to something else. What else could that be tied to? Love. Love, right? When you hear a crying baby, even if it's your own, and sometimes that can be frustrating, there's something bigger there, right? There's something attaching you to that child, and that is love. Same thing with the recorder. If you have to sit through a recorder concert um, for kids you don't know, even maybe even if your child's in there, but for kids you don't know or a brother or sister or an aunt, you know, if you're an aunt and it's a niece or a nephew, you are there because there's some greater attachment to the one, at least one child in that group. Um, if you were my father, you would uh, come find out exactly where in the position of the program your child was um, and go in right before and leave right after. Um, when you have four kids, it's a lot harder than you have more, you know, you have more emotional attachment there. Uh, so there's something overarching about our attachment to people, and that is love. All right, who is our reader for 1 Corinthians 12, 31 through 13, 3? I am. All right, Steve. Now, eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. All right. So you could say, uh, there's a reason that Paul used the word symbol, but you could say you're like a... It's like a recorder, right? <laughs> it's like a, re a child playing a recorder that uh, doesn't know how to play. The big idea for today is that unless Christ's loving character becomes evident in the use and application of any and of all the spiritual gifts, their practice becomes worthless for God's kingdom and is really just a demonstration of our immaturity. I'm going to say that one more time. Unless Christ's loving character becomes evident in the use and application of any and of all spiritual gifts, their practice becomes worthless for God's kingdom and a mere demonstration of our Christian immaturity. Think about that for a second. For those of you who were here last week, we were in 1 Corinthians 12, right? Um, and if you weren't here last week, what we were talking about were the spiritual gifts and how we are all gifted. And the idea that there is no gift, um, there's nobody in the kingdom of God is, is higher than the other person. So when, when, they, when they were desiring these gifts, it was not because they thought the gift was greater necessarily, but that they thought they were greater. They thought that they should be the most prominent, whoever it was desiring these different spiritual gifts um, in the church in Corinth. But here Paul has said all these gifts, he's given you know, them description, and, and he has ranked some of them as gifts, not as people. Uh, but then he goes into a more excellent way. 
Now, love is not the gift necessarily here, but it's a different way. It's a different pathway that Paul wants them to walk on. Let's just take a pause there for a second. Why does Paul want them to go in a new way? They weren't on a good path. Yeah, they weren't on a good path. They were not um, coming out of a place of love, right? Is that is that fair to say with the church at Corinth? They were not thinking of others before themselves. They were going first at, at communion. Uh, they were eating all um, before the rest of the body could get there, you know, show up and partake in that. Um, so Paul is now taking kind of, he and Luke both do this, I find, a, a lot. Um, they, they talk about something or, the, you know, Luke will tell a story about Jesus and then there's like an interlude. And Paul is kind of taking this interlude for a second because in 14 he's going to pick back up with gifts and everything. But he stops here for a second and says, all right, now that we've learned about this, now that we know about this, I want to talk about love and how the one thing that holds all these things together is is love. And if you don't have that, then then you're really missing something. Any thoughts on these first couple of verses? Anything jump out to you? If anybody could say that they were given over to hardship in their body, probably be Paul, right? He wrote I mean, we know the most about him, so uh, but he's saying not to do it for boasting, right? <clears throat> so don't don't take on things just so that you can boast. And so we have Paul saying, you know, if I give all I possess to the poor, that's a good thing to do, right? But should you put yourself in the poor house by giving away all your stuff so that you can look good? No, right? Paul's saying don't do these things unless you have love, unless love is the motivation. Linda. And it, it occurs to me that all these spiritual, I think all these spiritual gifts, um, speaking wisdom, speaking knowledge, uh, prophecy, mm-hmm. all these working of miracles, all of those could be done without love. Yeah. And so Good point. Um, I think that he's wanting to be sure that, yeah. You know, there's more to it than the gifts. Yeah. And and I think it's especially important for us to understand that that's, um, you know, sometimes I think we can check our motives and and we still think down upon ourselves, even when, even when our motives are actually, you know, pretty love motivated. So we don't want to second guess that this is coming from God. But the people at Corinth... I think it would be very easy for them to say, and it would be easy for us to say too, right? Because um, on the flip side of that is, okay, great. Now I've I've done all these things, I've got this, and now I'm going to be now I'm going to be the best. <laughs> now I'm going to do this more than anybody else is going to do it because I want to be I want to be known for for giving away all my possessions, or I want to be known for putting myself through hardship. Um, and it is easy to do that. It is it's very easy to slip into that and not not be motivated by love. And so that's where Paul's really speaking to them uh, here. Anything else? Any, yeah, John. You know, remind me of something I read in the devotional. I don't know whether yeah. it was in the Lutheran one or whatever. But it essentially said is you have to be careful in your attempt to be perfect. Yeah. Because then you're not relying on God. Mm-hmm. You're depending more on yourself and your effort to become more perfect. Yeah. Whereas you really ought to just depend on the Lord and trust Him to... Yeah. Carry you, whatever 
He wants it. Bless you. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would, yeah, I would certainly wholeheartedly agree with that, that it, in our effort to follow God and to be perfect, right, um, it be, can become about being perfect and not about emulating Jesus and following Jesus in that. What else? Makes a reference to moving mountains. Does that sound familiar? Yeah? Where, where do we hear that? Where do we hear that about moving mountains? Jesus says that. Yeah. leveled the mountains to make the way easy. Okay. All right. And it, it occurs to me, too, that um, we're in Chapter 12, the, the gifts were different, and we might mm-hmm. have different gifts, but, but love is everybody's yeah. responsibility, gift, whatever. Um, yeah. That's universal. That's a good point. No matter what you've been gifted with, right? Right. right. Let it let it be coming from from love. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, who has verses four? Thanks, Linda. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It is does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Wonderful. All right. So let's let's talk in our tables for a second. Go through that passage that we just read, um, that Linda just read for us, 13, 4 through 7, and come up with all of the action words that love is. Okay? And we'll put that together in a second. So talk in your tables. Talk about those action words. I'm not going to tell you the number of verbs that are in there, but there are a lot. Okay? So come up with a little list. Verbs. Adjectives. Well, to practice that, right? Yeah. Actionable, actionable items. Actionable items. Yes. They can be adjectives also. Yes. But to practice that. Yeah. I, I try to look at them all as actions. Or adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> My wife Are you writing fast? Yeah, we're not to not insist. 
not irritable, not So there is a little disgruntled discussion about adjectives versus verbs. The English translations typically make these as adjectives. However, what is the what is Paul's focus here? Is it on just describing what love is? No, action. Action, right? And so he is more concerned with the Corinthians themselves. Not just about describing this idea of love, right? He's not, and and we use this, and Pastor says this, you know, in a sermon too. That often we hear this most at weddings, weddings right? And and that's why it makes. I confess, it was at my wedding too. That's why it makes it sound so lovely, right? And now I want you to think about what it's like to actually. <laughs> actually make these verbs and put them into practice to practice these, to practice what? What are we practicing? Give me some words. Being patient. Patience, okay? Is that is that, that not easier? For se- just for a second. Is that not easier as a oh, isn't that so nice? Practice patience. A little harder when we make it an actual word, right? What else? What, what else do we have? Kindness, right? Think about think about what it means when we read it as just this is what love is. Isn't that so nice that love is kind? But when we're actually trying to put this into practice, is it always easy to be kind? No. No. If it were, Pastor Harmon, Michelle, and I wouldn't have been at the Williamsburg uh, kindness event um, on Friday. There wouldn't be a whole. It's, you're gonna see it everywhere. Hashtag WMBG kind. Um, it's a new initiative. Uh, out of the lead class, it's it's very. I had no idea what this was, but it's a organization where lots of different entrepreneurs come together. They go through this leadership um, training and class, and they come together and they come up with a class project. Our our very own Laura Kinsman uh, was in this class, and their class project was to launch a Williamsburg Kind campaign. If it were easy to do that, would we have this campaign? No, we wouldn't have to, right? I, I wonder if they're going to keep going on the fruit of the spirit, right? So, like, maybe the next class will be patience, and the next one will be joy. But it's super fun, and it's super exciting that our community is committing the, our, ourselves to kindness throughout all of Williamsburg, James City County, New York County. Not easy. Nice when it's an adjective. Not fun always when it's a verb. All right, another one. Not boast. Not boast, right? Not to be envious. Not to be envious. What else? Proud. Proud. Resentful. Resentful. Arrogant. Arrogant. Rude. others. Rude. What was that, Steve? Dishonor others. Right. Any more? Easily angered. Easily angered. That's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. How many of you have been angry with... You don't have to raise your hand. Somebody, with somebody you love this week. This morning. This morning. Uh-oh. She's not saying to you, Pastor. She could be seeing something on Facebook, right? <laughs> right? Not easily angered. 
very nice when these are all things that love describes and it's what we want to receive, right? But when it's what we have to do, what we are called to do, and exemplify love in this way, then it's a little harder. Yes, that table to the side. I think kind covers them all. If, If you are kind... You are patient. You aren't angry at somebody. You're not envious of them. I think it's too hard to do to keep in mind all these things. You okay. know, oh gosh, there's a he'll be. What did we say? Fifteen? Yeah. That's too many. I That's can't remember many. fifteen. Yeah. Yes. But I can I remember one. Yeah. And I think if you're kind, you pretty much have a long cup. Okay. I don't know. There's such things. I'm getting mad about this. (laughs) (laughs) There's such a thing. No one else is feeling that, right? You're insisting on your own way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm correcting her. Tough love, yes. Tough love. I'm not sure, and I'm not a parent, so correct me, but I'm not sure you can always be kind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tough love. But isn't tough love, it's a form of kindness, right? Because you want them to be successful, you don't want but them to be Does the recipient view it that way? Right. No. No. <laughs> Not then. Maybe 20 years He will. Now, yeah, right? he will. Yeah. At some point, yes. Under 21. Yeah. Pastor. Sometimes I would have people insert their first name for love nice. and it. Yeah. That, you know, Warren is patient and kind. Warren does not insist on his own way. Warren is not arrogant. It really becomes a mirror for what I am to strive for. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you put your name in there for love or it, yeah. um, it sure brings it home. Uh, it really does. It makes it more personal yeah, than just so. this ethereal, you know, love, love is, or love is these things. Yeah. Some grammar person can figure that one out. Probably my only comment is we are recognizing all the fruits of the Spirit as necessary for love to to do what it needs to do. And that's not saying Linda's wrong. (laughs) No, but I, yeah. See how he doesn't insist on his own He doesn't insist on his own way. But it's interesting to think that while we, while we can put it through that filter, Linda, right? Paul is very specifically, you know, targeting some things right here, right? So it makes me think that maybe some people then had a little bit of a skewed view of what love is, right? Is that, do you think that's a possibility here? Why does he go into all of these things? Except for that he's Paul, but, I mean, he does that for a reason, right? So, I mean, it kind of gives us an some enlightenment here to what he was hearing about them and what he was um, addressing. Claire? I mean, I, I mean I, because the last verse is up there, and I've kind of been thinking about the, yeah. the always hoping and always persevering and always trusting. Yeah. I mean, chapters before, he had talked about excommunicating, excommunicating someone yeah. with, so that they would recognize sin and be brought back yeah. into fellowship. Right. And so if I think in, in terminology like that, like someone who is uh, blatantly rejecting yeah. the Lord, yeah. he calls me to hope in him mm-hmm. and persevere in, in that love with that person, mm-hmm. not write the person. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you never excommunicate. I'm, not, that's right. I'm, talking, I'm talking about a personal yeah. relationship, not a relationship. Yeah. The, the always persevering in this endeavor. 
-hmm. to show the love or the kindness. Yeah. Because what's the goal of the gospel, right? Yeah, to bring in. Yeah, to bring in. Yeah. The goal of the gospel, the goal of that all may know the love of Jesus is to bring in. And even in in times of excommunication, it's not because, yeah, it's not the goal is to say, get out of here. We never want to see you again. It's we want to bring you back. And we want you to be a part of that. So to always hope. Yeah. To me, it's something I, I cling to right now. Yeah. Yeah. How hard is it, though, to hope, right? Especially in the face of opposition or, you know, all signs point to no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth? Not to be argumentative. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't think I was in there. I just easily angry. You know, so. something gets in your brain and you just can't get rid of it. Yeah. I think, to me, the definition of kindness is thoughtfulness, hmm. um, being polite, and I do that to someone that I may not love. Okay. Now, you're supposed to love, you don't like people, but you love them anyway, unconditionally. <laughs> yeah. You don't love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is tough. This is tough. Yeah. This is tough. Clearly, we're not alone, though, right? If there's a, a good section of, of Paul's letter here devoted to it. Explaining it, going yeah, through it. Since Judy. we got here this morning, I've been looking at the backdrop of on the screen mm-hmm. and yeah. the church as well. It's a heart. It's it is, yeah. but it's kind of messy around the edges, yeah. and yet it comes together to make a striking, yeah, thing to all inclusive colors. And I'm thinking that that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. That yeah. when it happens, it's. It's beautiful, but it sure can get messy around the edge. Yeah. It's not a perfectly shaped, right? Right. Yeah. And yet you can still see it. You can still see it through all of that. So, yeah. I don't know if we can come up with a word that says what love is. Yeah. In the process of doing, of being. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, what did you say there? You said all the colors? All inclusive. All inclusive, yeah. Yeah, it's not just one red heart, right? John? I think it's important to understand this in the sense that you could do all of these things, but it's taking from yourself for the benefit of someone else. Mm -hmm. You're accepting bad things or less or whatever so that another person can benefit from your kindness. Because you could be kind if you want to be the next president. Right, right. (laughs) And then you're not really concerned about is this helping the other person? It's a willingness to extend yourself or put yourself at risk or suffer harm to benefit the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and Paul would say, you know, and that goes back to the um to the selling the possessions, right? There if you're doing it for a reason, um, that you will somehow get recognized or ahead. Um, that may be a byproduct, right? You know, Paul's not saying like, hey, never, never accept an award, right? Or never, never accept a thank you. But if you're doing it from that motivation, um, then it's different than, than doing it from about the baby. And so you will accept all the problems the baby presents to you because you right. want the baby to be well off. Right. Janet. Well, if you think of the world that Paul's living in mm-hmm. and the cruelty and the way the world was going, yeah. they didn't have 
2,000 years of trying to make this work to look mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a be kind in Corinth or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thing like that. Yeah. And I think it must have been very radical to think that you could exist if you did not protect yourself and protect, you know, if you didn't live yeah. like, like they had, had had to live in order to survive. That's a good point. So yeah, they're coming from a different perspective. perspective for them. Mm-hmm. It would have been much more radical. Now we sort of know this is what we're supposed to do, but, you know, we don't all right. do it. Right. But I think it would have been much harder in the world that was just barbaric in mm-hmm. many ways. Yeah. So, And we're looking at it from, like, the empire standpoint almost, right? Because we have the wealth. We have the, you know, the 2,000 years of, you know, working it out. You know, we're not looking at it from the other perspective of, hey, how are we going to do this and still survive? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think we have to think about persecuted Christians in the world today. Mm-hmm. We are so fortunate that we're not persecuted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot easier for us to say this. It is, I mean, it just is. It's a lot easier for us to say this when you're not under threat of, you know, people walking in and taking us off to jail right now, or threat of, you know, people coming in and, and killing us because of what we're doing. Right? Very different, different perspective. Yes, Linda. Um, one time or another, many, many times, uh, I have been all of these. But the under, I, let's just go with my relationship with Alan. I've been all of these. Mm-hmm. But there's always love. Yeah. You know, I could be screaming mad, like, if I should ever be that way. <laughs> <laughs> if, perhaps, yeah. Hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I am, you know, I still love him so deeply. Yeah. That um, I'm going to get over that anger or that you know feeling of whatever mm-hmm. and so forth. But I, there's always that love, and I, and I that's what I want him to know. Mm-hmm. There's always love. Mm-hmm. It's always through that lens, right? That's yes. their, their supporting foundation. Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Well, I remember it. This has to do with Williamsburg because our now daughter-in-law. Um, her mother, Amy, worked down here. She worked at Amesburg Christian. And her mom came to visit her. And her mom, Diane, um, was my best friend. And she's in heaven now. But um, she was a New Yorker. And yes. New Jersey. Okay. And she came back to New Jersey. And I remember her saying, and we were in a Bible study with some ladies from Georgia. And <laughs> Diane was appalled at the southern niceties she found. <laughs> she she just yeah. didn't trust that yep. nice hardware lady who was so wanted to know how her day had been. And the lady who offered her her dessert across the table at the pancake basket to taste because Diane couldn't decide between one cake and another. And, and that edge of the Northeast. Yeah. And so, sure. so I guess what I'm asking is how do I avoid, you know, because Elizabeth, you're saying, you know, I can be kind even if I don't love that person. I don't know. It, yeah. you know. Where is that dividing line between what Diane viewed as she's you know she was convinced they went home and talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was questioning. Yeah. And so where you know what is the line there, and how how do we? That's a good and question. Really hypocrisy. Yeah. And, um, it's a good question. It must be cultural because the few times I've been in New York, I think they're all rude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, and they 
the Bible yeah. study would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> when my brother first moved down here, he's like, all these people want to talk to me and find out about my life, and like, they care. They, why do they care? You know? <laughs> and he said the same thing. I don't know. Are they are they trying to get something from me? I'm like, no, that's just not the way. And we say, speed up, let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I decided the other day, since we're doing this Williamsburg kind thing, I can no longer honk my horn. Um, and, you know, so. Um, because they may misinterpret it as being unkind. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I have a theory. I mean, people that live in New York, there's just so many people that they have competition for the sidewalk space they're on. And that's True. part of why we have a perception of them. Yeah. I mean, I have, we have many. I have friends from New York, and I mean, they're the nicest people. Yeah. But I bet you if they were in that environment, I wouldn't necessarily think the same thing. <laughs> Probably and, and not. Yeah. When I'm there, I'm not so nice. Yeah. You know? we, yeah. Were in, we were in New York City and, and trying to figure out where more people stopped oh, and asked yeah, us, yeah. Yeah, are you lost? Do you need direction? Yeah. So and I you said, what are they up to? Yeah. You <laughs> they, were, they were the nice Southerners. <laughs> I didn't find them rude. No. Yeah. I'm not too I mean, they're just brusque. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was going through my mind is the verse in Colossians 3, Mm -hmm. 14, and above, over all these virtues, which you mentioned before, put on love. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in a Bible, a lady's Bible study, very long, you know, a long time ago, and it's like putting it on. Mm -hmm. So I think if you wear it long enough, Mm -hmm. you you put it on every day, Mm -hmm. you might think, well, these Southerners are putting it on. Well, they're trying to wear it. They're wearing it. Yeah. And if you're wearing it on the outside, I think eventually it'll warm, warm you on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And just put it on. Put it on. And uh, I really like that analogy, mm-hmm. putting it on. Is it interesting that he says to put it on? He's not saying it's intrinsic and let it come up oh, out yeah. of you, right? Yeah, it's not bubbling over, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus' love is bubbling over, but not our love, right? right. And right. so, but putting it on mm-hmm. is it's an action. We have to, yeah. yeah, yeah, Linda. And I think that that we're <coughs> getting mixed up a little bit because of our definition of love. Um, We're thinking about husband and wife. We're thinking about parent and child. Um, And and that kind of love. Well, this is a different kind of love. This is a... um, what we're to feel for everybody, and Paul defines it. It's yeah. patient, it's kind, it's da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and it's um, so it's a little different. I think we have to. There's Paul's love, and then there's romantic or mm-hmm. other kind of love. But don't, don't we all have to come back through to look through and and good, you know, yes, good love for anybody right. would, would be all these things. Right, but yes. right. Pastor, and then Steve, and then I think. And, I, and Pastor mentioned this morning that when Paul wrote this, there were no verses and no chapters. True. <laughs> the very first words of chapter 14 is pursue love. Yeah. It's something that does not come automatically. Yeah. Steve? Weren't there a number, and here's where the pastors can help. Yes. There wasn't just one word for love, but there were a variety. There's seven, actually. Okay, and they all meant a little bit different. Yeah. And here, don't you think that applies? It's not love that I feel for my wife or my kids. Yeah. Right, it's more the all-encompassing. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Call it brotherly love? Um, More than... 
No, it's more. It's more. It's more of an actionable one. Like brotherly love is more. Yeah, friendship. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's more closely related to agape, which would be the love that God has, you know, for us, which is all encompassing. Um, so, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, I Corinthians here. You know, it seems to be talking about how we act in love. But as we talked about some of these uh, cultural misperceptions, it's probably more important to know how it's received. Yeah. Okay. You know, love, you know, I can I can feel loving and kind and all of this, but if the other person doesn't perceive my actions that way, how yeah. loving is it? Yeah. 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 I will. So I um. I, I've taught on the love languages before, and if you have somebody whose love language is one love language, right, and the other person's is another, and you are loving them in your love language, it's not very loving, right? I will love you with my acts of service, you know, and the person's like, but I'm, I'm receiving gifts, you know? Like, I, I do not feel love when you do these acts of services for me. Um, and so it is important to know how people receive it, and also to be genuine in it, right? So even if even if you have to kind of realize, like, oh, um, this person is just assuming that I'm willing to be patient. Um, but, you know, maybe in a relationship to say, it, it is, I struggle with patience. And so I am working on loving you through this patience. You know, I'm being honest with each other and, and saying that and understanding it. Yeah, and with New Yorkers, you don't want to be. No, you don't want no patience. No. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's move on to the last couple verses. I've got some food up here. I realize that if I brought in cheese, then it would be like the perfect rainy day lunch. The uh, lemon juice notwithstanding. Um, tomato soup and uh, grilled cheese. But let's look at some of these things I have up here. We've got some lemon juice, okay? Some bread, which I'll give it to you in a second. And then we've got some soup that, yes, I am going to put out uh, for Team Jesus today. Um, so we have some different things. All these have expiration dates, right? Or sell-by dates. What happens to these things when they go not just a week, maybe a month past it, but what happens when they go well beyond their expiration date? What happens to soup? Spoils. Right? Botulism. Botulism. Sometimes it can. Expands, right? Definitely should not eat it. What happens to uh, what happens to bread? In Virginia, it happens about a day and a half in the summer. Um, I'm expecting right now. Yeah, I know. That's why I said, I don't actually know if this is still good. Um, But what happens to bread in a day in Virginia in the summer or over, you know, maybe a longer time in a cooler climate? You get blue. Blue, yeah. All of a sudden you have blue bread instead of 15 grain bread, right? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to this question, so maybe somebody can tell me. What happens to lemon juice when it, when it goes bad? It gets it bad. It curls? It gets bad? Okay. Yeah. It just kind of does. gets gross. Kind of gross. I think maybe sometimes it's separate. Does it separate, maybe? Yeah. So, but either way, all these things have an expiration date, right? Theoretically. <laughs> um, all these things should have an expiration date. And you shouldn't expect them to go on and on and on forever. In just a second, we're going to continue to read. Um, and we're going to see that Paul kind of puts an expiration date on some things that he's been talking about. But 
Love, he does not put an expiration date on. Who, who has our 8 through 13? Who has our 8 through 13? We took my last slip. Oh, Oli. All right. Love never ends. As for the prophecies, they will pass away. As for the tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up the childish ways. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abides. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Okay, so what is the thing that does not have an expiration date? Love. Love, right? But he talks about all these other things, these spiritual gifts that they are so concerned about, and that he has spent a really long time talking about, right? I mean, and he, he does in other you know, letters as well. But there's going to be an expiration date. What, what is that expiration date? Yeah, eternity. Jesus comes back, right? Um, when Jesus comes back, we're not going to need to have speaking in tongues anymore, right? And translating. And um, where there's knowledge, we're not going to we're not going to need that anymore. We're not going to need teachers anymore. Um, <coughs> prophecies. There will be a day, right, where even the prophecies that we already have. Are no, they just don't matter. They're not going to matter. They'll all be fulfilled. They'll all be fulfilled, right? Um, so, what is he? What is Paul trying to get the Corinthians to see here? What do you think he's trying to get the Corinthians to see? I think he wants to give them a little foresight, okay? Because they're wrapped up in the here and now, and and it's gotten them to be very competitive. Yeah, that this is not all there is, right? Maybe a different lens or a different um, context. All right. What else might he want them to see? I think he just wants them to see Jesus. I mean, yeah. because he's saying, you know, he goes into the thing about the child and the mirror. And the mirror. <coughs> I'm going to know as I'm known. Yeah. I'm not going to need someone to tell me about God. Yeah. Because they're. He'll be, I'll be in his presence. Mm-hmm. And, and so, <coughs> you're saying, everything else is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Think back mm-hmm. to the very beginning, right? Think back way, way back, beginning of the Bible. <coughs> back to Genesis. What was the relationship that Adam and Eve had with God? They walked with him. With him, not... Jesus coming down to earth to walk with us, right? But they walked with him. What else did they do? They talked with him. They talked with him. Finish the hymn. Yeah, they talked with him. That's a relationship that is something that we cannot fathom. Nobody since Adam and Eve have been able to fathom 100%, right? Even when Jesus was here, even when, I mean, clearly not everyone got it. I would be in that boat too. I wouldn't have gotten it. Um, but even then, it's still not, it's still not the same, right? Because it, it's in a corrupted world by sin. Um, but they walked with him. They talked with him. They were fully known by him. 
They knew Jesus, God, sorry, God the Father knew where they were when they were hiding from him. Not because, I don't imagine because God was a giant, right, and can see everything, but God knew them. God knew what was happening. God knew the heartache. God knew that there was something going on. And someday, we'll have that too. And all these things won't matter anymore. They matter now, right? Because we're still in that in between the trees, the tree in the garden of you know, in Genesis and the tree of life in Revelation. We live between the trees. So we are, we're waiting for that. <laughs> we're waiting for that. And Paul's really trying, I think like Sue said, you know, to get them to see that this is not everything. Um, you know, he says we, we know in part and prophesy in part. Um, we don't know the whole thing. Uh, but when completeness comes, what is part disappears. It's going to be whole again. We're going to be whole again. It's pretty exciting. Um, and it goes into the child. Uh, and then, yeah, the only reflection in the mirror right now. But then we're going to see face to face. I know in part that I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. That's going to be an amazing day. Whatever that day looks like, it's going to be an amazing day. Thoughts? Yeah, John. I think this is a description of what we think it will be like when we have eternal life mm-hmm. with Christ. As everything becomes perfect, all our childishness and our mm-hmm. human frailties and problems and sinfulness yeah. are going to be wiped away. Yeah. <coughs> it's not going to matter anymore, right? Linda. And I, I'm interested in that 13th verse. So now, faith, hope, and love abide. So now, faith, hope, and love abide. The greatest of these is love. It occurs to me that when, when we're in heaven, mm-hmm. we aren't going to need faith no. anymore because yeah. faith is the substance of things yeah. uh, not seen and yeah. will be seen. Yeah. We won't need hope anymore yeah. because our hope will be fulfilled. But we will need love. <laughs> love will still be valid and there. Yeah. Love is the is the one so that's thing that ties why it's all together. the greatest of these. Yeah. Because you know, faith and hope are pretty good. They are pretty good. <laughs> I like the, yes, I like faith and hope the people too. And then faith and hope, right? That there are faith and hope when we're not going to need those anymore. Amazing to think right. about. Right? Amazing. Can you because it's hard to imagine life without them. Okay. Any other thoughts? It's love that binds that all together, right? It's love that started it. It's love that came. It's love that's going to finish finish that for us. So, um, so what is love? At least in our Bible study, what is love? It's not the same. Maybe it can be the same thing, but we won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't gone to your pastor yet. Um, so, but what is love for us? Never have to say you're sorry. Never. Hallmark card. (laughs) What is it? It's the greatest, right? It's the greatest of all these things. It's the one thing that holds all of it together. Um, somebody gave me a cross one time that uh, says, "Is you know, I don't know, inscription that says it wasn't the nails that held him there; it was love." Um, which is an interesting perspective to, to think about, right? We know that Jesus could have gotten down off the cross, could have called for all the angels, um, but somehow that love 
superseded all of that. I think Cast has summed it up a little bit with saying that um, the love that Christ has for us is to be modeled in our lives yeah. as we interact with other people. Yeah. To take that and to show it and to mean it, too. And I think to be our motivator to do yeah. all the other things in that action. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we can have all those other things, but it would be split and you know, symbol or a gong or a recorder, right? Crying yeah. baby, you cry baby. Sorry if that brought any trauma. Um, so, yeah, it has to be that motivator. It has to be the lens that we view everything by. It has to be our base, our foundation, and not our love, right? Because our love is going to fail. But God's love, the love that Christ has for us, that is what's not going to fail. That is the firmer foundation. All right. So, any closing thoughts before we pray? All right. Uh, any prayer requests today that anyone would like to share? For the state of Virginia? Yes. Particularly for the Democratic Party? Yeah. For, for all of the, for all of us who live with um, the prayer that God would not remember the sins of our youth, mm-hmm. yeah. and that He would in some way preserve us from the embarrassment of being exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how love fits into that. But that's what I've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Well, love endures, right? Mm-hmm. That, that God's love for us would endure through all. Thanking God that God's love has endured through all of that as well. Also, for our 25 new members that we're going to welcome at the yeah, 26. 26. Okay, I didn't know if that person was included. Yes, 26 new members. All right. I know. Super exciting. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I always, I don't get nearly as excited as Pastor Keener, um over because you get to get up there and get the candy bars out and you get to welcome everybody. Does but any, I too am excited. Does anybody get excited as Pastor Keener? <laughs> no. I don't know. No. I think, no. Okay. I think one time Pastor Harmon wore Pastor Keener's robes because his was at the laundry and he was pretty excited. Oh, Pastor Keener, we love you, and we love your love for the Lord, so um, thank you for that. Yes, 26 new members, which is exciting. Uh, We talked about this on Wednesday, if you were in Bible study, but uh, one way we can show love to them is by us going to them, talking to them, right, Joni, talking to them, saying your name, saying their name if you know their name or if they're wearing their name tag, um, inviting them to something that's very hard when you start somewhere new, even if you're outgoing and extroverted and you want to get involved and all that, it can be difficult. So uh, let's go from here and love love others. All right, let's pray. Thank you, God, for this day. Uh, Lord, thank you for Paul and his um, help that he gives to us to know what love is, what love isn't. Lord, help us to always be able to see that our foundation is you, um, is the love of Christ, and that whatever we do, it it should come from that. So whatever we do in word or deed, 
We do it for the glory of you, Lord, uh, not for the glory of ourselves, um, and that you would help us to love people even when they are unlovable, even when we feel unlovable. Lord, be with our um, Commonwealth of Virginia, Lord, be with our governor and all who um, are struggling right now. Lord, we ask um, that you would help us to be protected um, from the sins of our youth, Lord, that we would um, confess the sins of our youth, and that we thank you that you have loved us throughout those, and even the sins of our older age. Um, Lord, help us to remember to keep you in focus and to put everything through love. Um, Lord, thank you for the 26 new members that we're receiving today. Let the um, members and friends of King of Glory welcome them uh, with wide open arms, with the love that you give us, Lord. Help them to feel um, encouraged and welcomed and included in this body here. Thank you, Lord, as we go from this place that you are our guide, that you are our God, and that you are our example of what love is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the King of Glory Church Education Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God and His people, grow in faith and love, and live through service and sharing. Visit us on the web at kogva.org.